School is back in session, team, and the masks and social distancing and all the idiocy around it continue on. We'll break that down for you. Why masking toddlers is sadistic. My friend Carol Markowitz writes about this in the New York Post. Six feet is uh, totally arbitrary for social distancing. Plus, you got the border mask continuing. Mayorkas is going down to the Rio Grande. Oh, the celebrities were maskless at the Emmys, of course. The San Francisco mayor was maskless. She says no fun police need to be on the on the patrol. And uh, journalists are the enemy of the people. I guess that's always a thing that is true. But in the meantime, I've got to know Mike Lindell very well over the years. And he and his team over at MyPillow keep coming out with these incredible products. First of all, they hooked me up with my very own MyPillow. And I sleep like a baby now, better than I ever have before. Plus, I've got the mattress topper, the Giza Dream sheets, the My Towels, the My Slippers. It's an amazing array of products for your home, for your sleep. It's going to change the game for you, too. Listeners like you have helped build MyPillow in the incredible company it is today. And you also can stand with Mike Lindell against the cancel culture left. Because, you know, they're always coming after Mike because he stands with shows like this one. So put your dollars where your heart is on this. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products by going to MyPillow.com right now. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Rotational offers there up to 66% off. Their pillows, mattress topper, and Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Enter promo code BUCK. That is promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. Now, they told us it was all about the science. That's what we've been told for a while, right? They're all about the science. This is what we are supposed to believe. And if you question that, even though time and time again we see it is not about the science, they yell at you. They say you're a bad person. Well, here is Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who is finally admitting on Face the Nation what I've been saying for over a year now, which is that the six feet of social distancing science, it was all arbitrary malarkey. Play one. The six feet was arbitrary in and of itself. And the six feet is a perfect example of sort of the lack of rigor around how CDC made recommendations. Nobody knows where it came from. Most people assume that the six feet of distance, the recommendation for keeping six feet apart, comes out of some old studies related to flu, where droplets don't travel more than six feet. We now know COVID spreads through aerosols. The initial recommendation that the CDC brought to the White House, and I talk about this, was 10 feet. And a political appointee in the White House said, we can't recommend 10 feet. Nobody can measure 10 feet. It's inoperable. Society will shut down. So the compromise was around six feet. But you can't compromise with a virus, so it it doesn't work. It's not enough. It doesn't have any real effect, you see? They said 10 feet initially. By the way, think about this. You can get this virus from somebody 10 feet away, they tell you. Oh, but that cloth mask you're wearing, that's going to filter out the virus particles, prevent airflow into the gaps in the mask, and keep you from getting sick. Who can believe this crap? But we've actually reached a point now where they no longer expect you to believe it. They don't care whether you believe it or not. It does not matter to them. They have seized control. You now have to obey because they're in charge. That's the way this goes. You might say, Buck, I didn't sign up for that. That's not what they told us was going to happen. Indeed, they don't care. The reality here, the situation as it unfolds all around us is that you catch them now being wrong. You catch them lying. You catch them in a moment of sheer hypocrisy. And they look at you 
the Fauciites, the fancy apparatus of control, the lockdowners, the system, the cathedral, whatever you want to call it, the people in charge, they look at you and they say, what are you going to do about it? In fact, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, again, wants to make it very clear to you that, yeah, there is no individual freedom during this public health crisis. Deal with it, peasants. I think it's a misjudgment. There is this argument that this is an individual choice. Your choice to get vaccinated is an individual choice. And it's not an individual choice. This is a decision that affects your community. This is a collective choice. And just like with childhood vaccinations, if you go into a school setting and you're not vaccinated for measles and you introduce measles into that setting, you're affecting your community. So I don't think governors should tell schools and businesses you can't mandate. But it's not just shots. We're talking about masks. The mask debate is inexplicable to me. I can't explain it. I can't defend it. A mask is such a simple intervention. It's not going to cause you any harm. It's just an act of community responsibility. It's an act of respect. An act of respect? Shut up, you little turd. An act of respect? Who are we showing respect to? This guy's a joke. Former FDA chairman, get this guy off the television screen. Respect. But you see, they say it now. They, they finally have to just come out and say it. You do it because we want you to. Your body, the community's choice. That's the way this goes. Do they care that they've been wrong? Do they care that what they tell you isn't true? No. They are in a position to jam it down your throat or on your face in the case of masks. And that's what they're going to do. Do masks work? How about that? How well do they work? Ask him that question. He would mutter, say, oh, we know they work. No, you don't. All of the actual real world studies about mandates show they work either not at all or in such an insignificant way that the fixation on them is pure religious fervor from hysterics who think that they're going to live forever if they have a little Fauci doll by their bed at night. No individual freedom of choice in a public health crisis. This is the kind of mentality. This is what you would expect for somebody who'd be willing to tell you that, you know, you have to go to a special camp now. They'll call it a quarantine camp, but you won't be able to leave. What happens if you do? People will grab you. They'll even harm you, maybe. They'll threaten you to keep you there. They'll do this to two-year-olds. You've seen these videos now. They had a a two-year-old who was special needs, having a mask forced on on his face on a plane. He's crying. The airline attendant. The airline attendants are total mask psychos. Because planes, unfortunately, we've seeded all reasonableness and sanity. We've seeded all of that when it comes to airline travel. They can tell you anything. I mean, the way the FAA works, if they tell you that you have to burp the alphabet before the plane can take off, you better start burping, baby, or else that plane's not going to... They can make up whatever crap they want. And we say, okay, I guess it's for our safety. So that's always been a weak spot in our society. The dumbest people in the most slothful bureaucracy imaginable, the FAA, are making rules that affect all airline travel. And these are the same geniuses that give us the TSA. Take off your shoes. Let's do this. Let's let me let me pat your butt for a second. Because, yeah, you could you really look like a suicide bomber. Idiocy, sheer idiocy. But that now has been expanded out into the rest of society. (sighs) And everything they've told us again about the booster shots now you have to wonder fda didn't didn't say you should go with the booster now let me tell you this don't fall for it i think this is a head fake 
I think this is like what they did with the Johnson and jo- uh, Johnson shot. Remember, they paused it for a second. Oh, maybe there are side effects. Just kidding. There are no side effects. Everyone has to get a shot now. They pause this. They say, oh, wait, maybe everyone doesn't need a booster. And that way, when the case load, when the vaccine failure becomes a conclusion that is unavoidable as we enter October, November, meaning the vaccines have worn off. A lot of fully vaccinated people are getting very sick again. And maybe there's a new variant that evades the vaccine almost entirely. Who knows? But when that happens, they go, oh, just kidding. Now you have to get the booster. But we were so reasonable before with the booster, weren't we? We gave you some little crumbs of freedom from the table, and you're supposed to be happy with that. You're not supposed to challenge us. Take what we give you, peasant. Don't tell me the bread is stale. This is the people in charge. They're lunatics. You know they don't believe what they say to you. The mayor of San Francisco out partying. And we're supposed to believe uh, it's no big deal. And she says, well, I just felt like getting up and dancing. Indoor mask mandate. No one masked at her party. Nobody cares. In New York City, they had the the little uh, totalitarian Stasi walking around trying to find people who were servers at restaurants who had their mask below their nose so they could find them. That actually happened. I know places. I spoke to people, to restaurant owners who had to pay, you know, the $1,500 fine for that. But, you know, in San Francisco, I'm sure there are fines. But, you know, if you're the mayor, you're important. You're a sophisticated, vaccinated crowd in San Francisco at Mayor London Breed's party. Finally, you're seeing some pushback on this. I actually saw anti-vax protesters here in, in New York City. I've walked right through over the weekend, walked through their protest. They're walking down Broadway. And here's some of the things they're saying. Yelling and they're obviously making a lot of noise about being angry about the vaccines. But that's the point. I mean, close enough. Right. I mean, they're, they're, they're speaking with their yelling, but they were walking. They were walking into Times Square and letting everyone know that this vax mandate thing in the city is it's completely crazy. And now you also had a, an incident in New York where three African-American women were seated at a table and the sir, uh, the, the hostess then asked to see three. Uh, three men, African-American males, joined the table of three seated women, and only one of them had a vaccine card. And the woman said, you know, I'm sorry, you can't you can't be in here if you don't have the vaccine card because we have the stupid mandate. But then the women became violent and attacked the hostess, uh, which is assault and is criminal. And you can't do that. And now they're claiming through a lawyer that a racial slur was used. Let me just say, I don't believe it. I don't believe that this server outnumbered three to one being attacked, decided to start using a racial slur at that point. I think that's a very convenient defense for people involved in essentially like a gang assault. I don't think that's okay. But these are the things that are going to happen when you have people who are forced to be the arbitrary arbiters of this stupidity, which is what's going on now all across the all across the the city of New York and in many places in the country. Meanwhile, on the booster issue, Fauci is all, you know, oh, you know, I maybe on the on the booster, you know, the protection level is a little better. 
No, I mean, I, you know, when I was saying that mistake, my own personal looking at this, again, just because I look at the data and say I would do it this way, that's the reason why we have qualified groups of people who together as a committee examine all the data and make a decision. So I have no problem at all with their decision. The thing that I'm saying is that data will continue to come in, and I believe you're going to see an evolution of this process as we go on in the next several weeks to months. An evolution meaning you're going to get the boosters. Listen to me now. Pay attention to me as I say this, my friends. If you are vaccinated, they're going to tell you you should get the booster, and then they're going to tell you in a little bit of time you have to get the booster. I mean, you say, well, hold on. I got to get a booster. Do I have to get one every year? They're going to say, no, no, no. This is the last time. This is the last time. And then in six months, guess what they're going to do? We think you should get the booster. You have to get the booster. And then in six months, anyone want to guess what they're going to do? Yeah. You see exactly what is happening here. You see exactly the circumstance as it continues to play out. This is it's appalling what is going on here. How long does the vaccine last? Let's start with some simple questions that, you know, you'd want you'd want answers for. You'd want to know with all the things that are happening. You would expect that there would be a straightforward. Yeah, here is the data. Here are the numbers. But nope. Nope. Here's Fauci on natural immunity and getting the vaccine on top of that. Not yet, Chuck, we don't. We're following that, but not yet. We do know that when you do get infected, you get strong immunity. There's no doubt about that. The durability is unclear. There's another fact we know that if you do get infected and recover and get vaccinated, the level of your immunity is extraordinarily high, surpassing any of the other two-dose vaccines that you get. So if you get a vaccine in addition to having COVID, it's better than just getting the vaccine, he's telling you. But he doesn't address the fundamental point of why do you need to get the vaccine if you've already had COVID? Isn't that protection enough? Notice they're making judgment calls. And whenever questions their judgment, they act like it's the science. Right? They're making a determination. What is enough? What percentage is high enough of protection? How long? He, he mentions durability. By the way, what's the durability? Here's the question I want asked. What is the durability of these vaccines? How long do they really last? We're already having the booster conversation. And remember, I'm telling you right now, I'm calling my shot. I'm pointing out to the stands. They are going to make boosters mandatory in the next three months. It's going to happen. They've talked about it so much. They've pushed this so much. It's, it's just there's no way around it. Because what's going to happen is the vaccines aren't going to be. Why would they be talking about boosters unless there was vaccine failure? Do you think vaccine failure is going to go up or down this winter time? Then why do you think Fauci's saying it'll be an evolving process? He's going he's getting ready with all the bureaucrats behind the scenes to go out on TV in a few weeks and say because of the new data. We're at a place now where choice in the booster is no longer necessary or acceptable. They're going to say you have to do it. You have to do it. They're going to force you. We'll come back to this in a minute. But, you know, 
the Tunnelton Towers Foundation does incredible work. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnelton Towers Foundation carries forward a legacy of courage and heroism. To mark 20 years, Tunnelton Towers is gifting America's heroes and their families with 200 mortgage-free homes. To honor the fallen, Chairman and CEO Frank Siller walks more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days, from the Pentagon to Shanksville, culminating at Ground Zero on 9-11. Towers of Light return to the Pentagon and Shanksville memorials in remembrance. For the first time, those we lost to 9-11-related illness are being honored at a ceremony September 12th. On Veterans Day, another first, the soldiers we lost in the war on terror are having their names read aloud. The words, never forget, require action. Do good and take action now. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. I have to tell you, the Biden administration really does feel like it is worse than even I anticipated. More incompetent, more uh, preposterous, the decision making more inexplicable. But you look at some of the senior folks and the people that are in very prominent, very powerful positions in Biden's cabinet and in his White House. And you, you wonder, how could they have been in the bureaucracy as long as they have and been elevated in this way? This was back on September 1st about the August 29th U.S. drone strike in Afghanistan. Here's what the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, the same one who created the back channel of China communications, right? He, here is what the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs decided to say after that, that drone strike. All of the engagement criteria were being met. We went through the same level of rigor that we've done for years, and we took a strike. Secondly, is we know that there were secondary explosions. Because there were secondary explosions, there's a reasonable conclusion to be made that there was explosives in that vehicle. The third thing is we know from a variety of other means that at least one of those people that were killed was a ISIS facilitator. So were there others killed? Yes, there are others killed. Who they are, we don't know. We'll try to sort through all that. But we believe that the procedures at this point, I don't want to influence the outcome of an investigation, but at this point we think that the procedures were correctly followed and it was a righteous strike. A righteous strike, he says. Killed 10 people, all of them innocent, seven children. But there you had Biden's chairman of the JCS telling you it was a righteous strike. And he's not, he's not embarrassed by this, apparently. He's not getting fired. And yes, I know he was around during the Trump administration, too. This is a guy who has been elevated up the ranks. And you have to wonder, has our federal bureaucracy include to include the senior ranks of the military just become so utterly incompetent that we all should expect not only a lack of accountability, but that corruption and self-dealing and self-advancement are going to matter a whole lot more to those making important decisions than the real outcome of what's what's going on here. Um, by the way, here is uh, uh, Biden and Jimmy Carter getting compared on Chuck Todd's Meet the Press play. 10, please. I focus in on the border in Afghanistan because they're both, to, to some significant extent, self-inflicted. They're national embarrassments, and they give a sense that things are, events are out of control. And if, I don't think we're here yet, but if this kind of slide continues, the risk to Biden is a rap that would stick with people would be decent guy, but not up for the job. And that's what they have to try to avoid at all costs. There's a certain one-term Democratic president that would be described that way, uh, I believe, from the late 70s in, in Mr. Carter. Yes. 
He's actually worse than Jimmy Carter already. I mean, if you look at the first year of Carter, the first year of Biden, all the different areas. Oh, I, I haven't talked to you about the border, which I will get to now. You have thousands and thousands of mostly Haitians, but also Cubans, Venezuelans, others gathered in the uh, Del Rio section, Rio Grande River area over the U.S.-Mexico border. Well, not ri- river area, but you know what I mean, Del Rio. And they were initially being reported as people fleeing fleeing um, Haiti. And you say, oh, it must be because of an earthquake or corruption or something. There's, you know, there's always some new reason why whenever people want to come to the country illegally, lib journos start saying, oh, yeah, that's great. We want them here. But it turns out that many of them, most of them even, have been living in countries not Haiti or Cuba or Venezuela for quite some time. They're coming from other Central uh, South American countries. And they're showing up. They're coming from Colombia. They're coming from you know, Peru or Brazil or wherever because they know that the Biden border is such a disaster. It's so wide open. That's why they're coming. It's not because they're fleeing because they're not true refugees. And this is what you have to be reminded of. They are not true refugees in this process. Uh, they are pretending to be refugees at the border. They're being coached on what to say. And while, yes, there's some single adult males that are being uh, deported back to their countries of origin, family units, if you show up as a family unit, you are going to be released into the interior of the United States, which has been the case all along now for many months. It is a huge, huge weak spot in our immigration policy. Enormous. But remember, they don't view it as a weak spot. The Democrats think this is actually a good thing. They prefer things to be this way because these are future Democrat voters in their minds. Also, they like to have the power to enforce and not enforce laws based upon political whim. You see this with all the covid nonsense going on. Immigration laws don't benefit Democrats. There are no immigration laws. Who cares? That's how they view it. This is why you have so much lawlessness at our southern border. Coming back to it in a second, but, you know, big tech monitors us, censors us and deplatforms us. And conservatives have been helpless to do anything about it until now. On Getter, you can talk with friends and family and express your political beliefs without fear of Silicon Valley liberals coming after you. Join Getter, the social media platform that supports free speech and opposes cancel culture. Getter is led by former Trump advisor Jason Miller, who saw what big tech did to President Trump and decided to fight back. Getter is the fastest growing social media platform in history with over 1.6 million users and growing including conservatives like Mike Pompeo, Steve Bannon, and me, Buck Sexton. Join Getter. It's in the App Store, the Google Play Store, and at Getter.com. Longer posts, longer videos, sharper and clearer pictures. And unlike the Silicon Valley oligarchs, Getter will never sell your data. Send a message today. Join Getter. It is time to cancel, cancel culture. Yes, so we have the border, a total mess. We have Afghanistan. An utter mess, a, a catastrophe, really, continuing to be one. And what is the Biden administration going to do about it? Oh, that's right. There was the focus over the weekend on the, the January 6th protesters, protesters. It was like a few people, a few dozen people showed up. All anyone saw was guys who did very much look like they were undercover cops gathered together. Like, hello, everybody. I'm here to start a riot, perhaps. Can you point me in the general direction of the pro-Trump rioters, please. Uh, didn't work. There was no riot. Everything was fine. There were very few people who even showed up. But 
Media is still very concerned about the insurrection, January 6th insurrection. You know, they put up fencing for this. It's like a few around Capitol Hill, a few dozen people were showing up this, maybe a few hundred, whatever, a tiny number of people. And they put up fencing again because they're all so scared. You see this, uh, a hysterical fear, a an anxiety disorder level of fear is something that defines Democrats on a whole range of issues on covid on the January 6th insurrection, you name it, they are terrified of it. The white nationalist terrorists, they're terrified of these things. Normal people say, what is wrong with you? What has happened to the Democrat Party? Well, it's gone completely insane. It's gone completely out of its mind. So that's a real thing that's going on. That's what we're going to leave it for today, friends. Thanks so much for being here, as always. Great to have you on the uh, listening to the Buck Sexton Show. Please tell folks about it. Go uh, subscribe to my uh, my wonderful Locals account, bucksexon.locals.com. Please become a supporter. Helps keep the lights on. Helps me do new, exciting projects. And uh, we will be back with you tomorrow, same time, Shields High.